Good afternoon. Welcome to Calgary's TLC Laser Eye Centers. My name is Dorothy Ng, Regional Director for Vision Group Canada. We're pleased to host uh, Health Minister Jason Copping, as well as our guests virtually and in person. I now invite Minister Copping to the podium to share the news with us today. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone, and thanks so much for joining me here today at the TLC Laser Eye Center. And I'd like to also thank Dr. Lecky and, and the staff and to uh, Dr. Fran Francois Belanger from AHS and our other guests. When we formed government back in 2019, we made Albertans a simple promise that every patient would get scheduled surgery in a clinical acceptable time. We started working to deliver on it, and then COVID-19 arrived in Alberta. So the timeline has gotten stretched out, but the goal has not changed. In fact, the work is well underway and we're making real progress, as I'll talk about in a minute. The pandemic strained the system. And now, as we're recovering and learning to live with COVID, we need to address two lessons that we have learned so far. First, the system needs more capacity to deal with a crisis, whether that's a future variant or something else. We need to avoid the kind of disruption we've seen at several points over these past two years. But second, now that we're getting back to a new normal, we need to recognize that the normal we had before is not good enough. We need to do better, especially in the terms of access to care. Our system gives great care. It's second to none, but people wait far too long. That applies to a number of services across the whole system, but most of all, to scheduled surgery. We need to stop accepting that it's normal for patients to wait too long. That's not good enough for the individual patient, and it erodes confidence in our publicly funded health system overall. Our health system is based on a promise to all Albertans. The care you need will be there when you need it. Not someday, but when you need it. The Alberta Surgical Initiative is our commitment to renew our publicly funded health system by making that promise real to give every patient their scheduled surgery within wait times recommended by medical experts. We're delivering on that commitment, and today I'm pleased to announce several developments and success. First, we're going to fund 25% more cataract surgeries and other eye procedures this year in chartered surgical facilities, including this clinic. AHS has finalized new contracts that will fund 35,000 eye surgeries a year compared to about 28,000 in the current contracts. That will drive wait times down and will increase the volume even further in future if we need to. We're building on the role that CSFs have had for decades to meet our goals for patients and for our healthcare system. A surgery provided under contract in a CSF is publicly funded healthcare, just like in a hospital. You don't have to get out your credit card to pay for it, and you get the same service you'd get in the hospital from the same surgeons according to the same clinical standards. But you get that care in a setting that specializes in it and doesn't have to meet all the other demands that a hospital does. So it's more convenient, it's more efficient, so the cost is lower. AHS harnessed the competitive market to reduce costs while also meeting the existing standards of care. And as more surgeries are performed in clinics like this one, capacity and space are freed up in hospitals to perform more complex surgeries 
including complex cataract and retinal procedures, plus ear, nose, and throat surgeries. It is not one or the other. We need to maximize the roles of hospitals and clinics. And it's not just eye surgery. We need to do more surgeries across our entire system. But we know it's doable. This approach is already delivering results. During the pandemic, CSFs have kept on delivering as many surgeries as possible because they haven't been impacted by the demands on ICUs and on other inpatient units. In fact, 45,000 surgeries were performed in chartered surgical facilities between April 2020 and March 2021, more than ever before, and about 11% more than before the pandemic started. Cataracts are the biggest piece of that, and the results have been dramatic. In the past year, we've cut the medium wait time for cataract removal by almost half. In the first three quarters of the current fiscal year to December 31st, 2021, the median wait time was 10.1 weeks. The previous year, 2020-2021, it was 18.7 weeks. And the current wait time is shortest in seven years, since 2014-2015. It really is a remarkable accomplishment. Cataracts are the largest component of our to total surgery waiting list, and we just cut the wait time in half in the middle of the pandemic. We've gotten too used to accepting long wait times and thinking this kind of improvement is out of reach. And cataracts are the perfect example. Wait times increased every year from 2014 to 2020. By 2018-19, the median wait was 17 weeks, and wait times for other procedures were rising every year too. That's why we ran on getting wait times down, and that's why I'm standing here today. The current cataract wait time is a big turnaround, but we still need to do more. The nationally accepted goal for surgery is to be completed within 16 weeks. And in Alberta, some patients are still waiting twice that long. So even though the medium has come down, not everyone is at that point yet, and we need to do more. And we need to make the same kind of improvement in other surgeries as well, which are more resource intensive. But now we, we see just how much we can do when we set a goal and mobilize the system to meet it. So to keep up this momentum and broaden it out to the whole system, I'm pleased to announce we've recruited a new surgical recovery lead. Ronan Seagrave is a Canadian healthcare leader with a wealth of experience in reviewing and strengthening surgical systems in BC, Manitoba and Ontario, as well as in the UK. He's working very closely with my ministry staff and AHS to oversee track progress, and advise on new measures we can take to transform our surgical system. So much good work is already underway, but Mr. Seagrave will challenge us to do even more. He'll start immediately on a project to apply a stronger patient-centered focus to the surgical waitlist. We need people to spend less time waiting, but while they're waiting, we also want to give them better information and keep them involved in their care. We can do a better job of explaining the standards and what they can expect. We can work with them to manage their health to make sure they get the maximum benefit from surgery. And we can do more to make sure that surgery is the right option in the first place. It's not only the option or the best option for every patient. In fact, many patients are better served by physiotherapy or other rehabilitation services. It's about providing the right care to each patient. We need to be transparent and accountable about what we're doing and why we're doing it to the individual patient and to the public. We'll be looking 
to Mr. Seagrave to help champion new ideas and drive them into practice across the whole surgical system to improve the patient journey from referral to post-surgery rehabilitation, to strengthen the workforce, and to boost surgical capacity to reduce wait times. So in conclusion, we are making progress and we're going to do even better. We're going to recover from the pandemic, but we're going to do so much more than just get back to the normal that we had before. We're going to reset that normal where it should be to deliver on that promise at the heart of our health system, the care you need when you need it. Thank you, and I'll now welcome Ronan Seagrave to say a few words. Thank you very much indeed, Minister Copping, for, for those great words, and good afternoon, everybody. And again, my, my thanks to uh, leadership and staff here at TLC today for hosting us. Uh, as the Minister noted, I'm Ronan Seagrave, and I'm pleased and delighted to be here today to help explain how my role as Alberta's new independent surgical recovery lead will help move the province towards a more robust Made in Alberta recovery plan, a plan that will lead to a stronger surgical system that provides quality timely surgical care to people and families. I've spent the last two decades supporting work to transform and strengthen health and surgical systems here in Canada, in Manitoba, BC and Ontario, and even further afield as my accent is a giveaway in the United Kingdom. I was chosen as the Alberta Surgical Recovery Lead because I can offer a unique perspective. Independent, broad, so that firstly I can review, and I've already started work, in relation to all of the great work that's being done here in Alberta to improve the surgical system. But I'm also in a position to ask what else. What else can Alberta do to provide surgeries and surgical care in better ways, designed around the needs of patients? As a healthcare executive, I've supported and advised on more than 30 operational reviews of surgical services and programs that have resulted in shorter surgical wait times and led to multi-million dollar savings. They have fundamentally improved that patient journey towards, during and after surgery. So patients move more quickly and seamlessly and very importantly have a better experience in the surgical system no matter where they are on the pathway. This is the type of work I have the great pleasure in overseeing and will champion in Alberta create savings that, according to the government's plan, can be reinvested into the Alberta health system, to provide more publicly funded surgeries as quickly as possible to those, as the Minister referred to, who have been waiting the longest outside recommended wait times. We'll contact everyone on the wait list to check on their status and make sure that surgery is their best option. And again, building off the solid foundation of work that's already underway through the Alberta Surgical Initiative, we will set up a centralised electronic referral system for all surgical patients. This will ensure that they are referred to the most appropriate surgeon with the shortest wait time for surgery. We'll explore opportunities on how to keep our operating rooms open longer, to offer more surgeries and boost workforce capacity so we have enough specialised nurses and anaesthesia professionals with training to provide more surgeries. 
and very importantly, we will report back to Albertans on our actions and the progress so that we're accountable to the promises that we've made to reduce wait times and improve access to the best surgical care possible. I can't tell you how excited I am and looking forward to this work, this really important work, and being a change agent for Albertans so that now and in the future you will all have access to a world-class surgical system. My sincere thanks again to Minister Copping for leading the charge and setting the course to recovery. It's now my pleasure to introduce a gentleman I'm, I'm now getting to know very well. I'm now going to ask Dr. Francois Boulanger to say a few words on behalf of Alberta Services. Thank you all very much. Thank you, Ronan, and hello, everybody, and thank you for inviting me uh, to join today. It's really my pleasure to be here to talk about the work we're doing in partnership with uh, Mr. Seagrave, Alberta Health, and the Chartered Surgical Facilities, such as TLC, to improve the wait times of Albertans waiting for surgical procedures in our province. Patients and their families are at the center of everything we do and every decision we make at AHS. Therefore, timely access to surgeries is important to Albertans and to us at AHS. No one should have to wait longer than clinically recommended time for their surgery. We know that the pandemic has impacted every Albertan and every Canadian. We're really grateful for the patience of all Albertans who had their surgeries delayed as we took necessary steps to ensure a healthcare system was prepared to respond to COVID-19. We're working diligently to recover to the pre-pandemic surgical activity as soon as possible and to accelerate the implementation of the Alberta Surgical Initiatives, a five-step plan to improve surgery in Alberta. Taken together, the steps include strategies to manage capacity and improve collaboration with and support for specialists, primary care providers, and patients. The plan focuses on all phases of the patient journey, including the initial consultation with their family doctor and being referred to a surgeon, meeting with that surgeon for an assessment, preparation for surgery, receiving the surgical care, and recovering from surgery and returning to normal life. The third step of the plan includes improving access to surgery through expanded services such as in partnerships, including chartered surgical facilities such as the TLC laser eye centers. Patient safety and experience is always our top priority and was a key factor during the evaluation process. Each facility is required to be accredited by the, by the College of Physicians Surgeons of Alberta and to follow AHS and policies and practices to ensure Albertans continue to receive consistent, safe, and high-quality care. These contracts and other steps, including in the Surgical Improvement Plan, will increase capacity for cataracts and other ophthalmological procedures, decrease the wait list, save costs, and ensure the healthcare system is sustainable both immediately and over the long term. In developing the plan, we receive feedback from patient advisors, operational leaders, physicians, surgical teams, 
quality improvement programs and primary care partners. While we were required to postpone surgeries to the pandemic to support capacity to care for patients who were ill with the virus, many successes from the surgical improvement plan have helped us, helped us recover from postponements. For example, by updating our provincial waitlist, a new process to confirm surgical status with patient waitlist in the Edmonton zone, we have improved by up to 11% our waitlist. A quarterly waitlist review and scaling of this approach provincially is ongoing. Through the expansion of programs like Enhanced Recovery After Surgery and the National Surgical Quality Improvement Program, patients are going home earlier and there is continuous quality improvement in surgery. Provincial surgery data and analytics dashboards were developed to support detail access, wait time tracking, and monitoring. Operating room hours have been increased at main surgical sites. In closing, we remain committed on reducing surgical wait times and continue to work through the province postponed surgery brought on by the pandemic. Working in partnership with Alberta Health and the chartered surgical facilities, we continue to move towards making sure patients and families will receive the surgery they need when they need it according to clinical appropriate targets. Finally, I would like to thank all of the teams at AHS, physicians, surgeons, staff, nurses, and other providers who are working together to make sure this happens. We value all of you and your dedication to Albertans. Thank you for having me today. Uh, I will now uh, pass the microphone to Dr. Lecky of the TLC Laser Centers. Thank you. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, thank you, Dr. Belanger, um, Honorable Minister, colleagues from the press, and, and my fellow Albertan citizens. Uh, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be here and speak to you all because we're very excited. Vision Group Canada is truly thrilled to be part of the Alberta Surgical Initiative. We know that Albertan, Albertan citizens have endured long wait times. As an eye surgeon, I see this in my patients' faces every time I tell them that they're ready for surgery, but the wait for surgery could be up to six months. We have done great strides in improving these, but there's still a lot more that can be done. The government is also stretched at this time, dealing with the costs of the pandemic and a facing a global recession, we need to be cognizant that we have to balance a tight budget but still be able to perform important surgeries and provide care at the utmost goal standards. A bit about uh, Vision Group Canada. Originally the brainchild of uh, Dr. Mark Cohen and Avi Wallerstein, we're now a national company operating privately in all provinces, but publicly contracts like this in five other provinces. Over 100,000 eye surgeries are done nationally each year. Really, eye surgery is not just what we do, it's our passion, and we love it. We're kind of nerds and geeks about it. Eye surgery needs to be done in a safe, efficient, and cost-effective model. And remember, this is publicly funded cases. And really, in involving ourselves into this sphere has been a really rewarding part of our core company. To be clear, though, we're talking about publicly funded surgery. 
in a more cost-effective way safely for patients. By doing so, we hope to use the same budget and provide more to our Albertan citizens. I also want to mention that we're equally focused on patient safety, whether that's updating our sterilization processes, some that are actually used by other provinces as a benchmark for their own hospital care, to getting new equipment and constantly maintaining and updating our protocols. As much as I'd like to say that we're saving a lot of costs for the system, we're also for the patients. I'm really happy to say that any of our centres across the city, patients don't pay for parking, and we all know that can add up. Um, I'd love to also say that this is uh, my idea, but uh, it's not. Um, the last 25 years, we've been having cataract surgery done in chartered surgical facilities here in Calgary. And so what we're doing is we're streamlining it, making it more cost-effective amongst multiple centres. Gimbal Eye Centre, LASIK MD, our flagship, and TLC, formerly known as Rocky Mountain House. These were originally established by pillars in our community, surgeons who really pushed forward the envelope. Gimbal Eye Centre by Dr. Howard Gimbal, TLC, Rocky Mountain House by Dr. Thaddeus DeMong, and LASIK MD in Calgary by Dr. Richard Legere. And without their support and their dedication and building these centres, we wouldn't be where we are today. We're really just expanding on an existing practice and a legacy that has been given for us, and we're just trying to make it more available and accessible to public cases for all Albertans. We are committed to working with Alberta Health Services, the provincial government, and Albertan citizens, and all of the great surgeons that we have in the community, both in Calgary and in Edmonton, and expanding this relationship over the next decade. I look forward to working with everyone, and if there's anyone has any questions, I'd be more than happy to answer them. I think that concludes this portion of the session. And I once again, thank you very much for making Vision Group Canada a part of the Alberta Surgical Initiative and letting us help our fellow citizens. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Leckie. Thank you to our speakers. We now have a few minutes for question and answer. Operator, would you put the first caller through, please? Jamie Skolski, CTV. Hello, thank you so much for taking my question. It's actually unrelated to today's announcement, so I apologize for that, but it is for the Minister. Uh, we are hearing concerns from emergency room doctors about long wait times and people walking away sick or injured only to return days later in worse condition. They call it a system in crisis and they say they've invited you to come and tour the facility for yourself. I'm wondering if you'd consider that invite and what your government is doing to help reduce wait times in the emergency room. Well, thanks so much for the question. Uh, I haven't actually officially seen the invite at this point in time, but happy to look at it at that point in time. I, I do, and I, as comments that we made earlier this week, we, we understand um, that in, uh, in certain locations uh, and for certain hospitals, the, the system is under strain. Um, you know, a couple of hospitals in, in Edmonton here, and uh, here in, uh, in Calgary. Um, in, in terms of uh, addressing that, we are investing in, uh, in more resources uh, to address that. You know, our, our whole budget uh, approach, uh, additional $600 million this year, um, and that's for the next three years, so a total $1.8 billion. But it's all about um, uh, investing in greater capacity uh, within our hospitals, and, and that includes people. 
um, hiring people. Now, I, I appreciate this. This takes uh, this takes some time, uh, but we're you know we're working very hard at that. Um, but but also you know in terms of uh, you know what's happening on the on the opera, operational level, um, maybe I can ask um, Dr. Belanger to uh, to make a comment or two in terms of how we're how we're managing the. Um, uh, the, the challenges we're seeing in some of the uh, emergency uh, departments in, in a couple of the hospitals. So, uh, Dr. Belanger? You know, the issue of overcrowding in emergency departments is something that's uh, been ongoing for a long period of time. Um, and it's a reflection of a system capacity. Um, it's a, uh, the analogy is that the, the, the emergency department reflects what's happening in the hospital and in the system. So it's really about, as the minister said, optimizing the investment so that we can improve our, our inpatient capacity, uh, improve the number of ICU beds, for example, uh, improve as well our continuing care capacity. There's additional continuing care capacity in the system that's being provided. That's really what's going to help the emergency department in terms of the number of beds that are occupied by patients that are required to be admitted. Um, so that's really kind of at the forefront that we're trying to do. Uh, we do everything we do, obviously, to support our staff in emergency departments uh, with uh, uh, improving the flow uh, uh, of those patients and making sure that they have the resources. There's a number of areas where we can do that to support uh, and make it more efficient for patients who are waiting for admissions to be admitted in hospital and free those beds, obviously, as I've mentioned, in the inpatient areas and also in the, uh, in the community. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Blanger. Chalen, do you have a follow-up? I do have a follow-up and a slightly uh, different topic. Um, we're hearing some frustration from doctors wanting to prescribe Paxlovid, but patients aren't meeting the current eligibility criteria set out by the government. I'm wondering when will the government consider making this treatment more widely available to anyone with a doctor's prescription? And if you could give a bit of background as well as the reason for the current um, criteria eligibility, if it's based on availability or, or what? Yeah. So, so thanks so much for the question. The uh, we're actually assessing this issue right at this point in time. Um, you know, the the reason why uh, we had um, a tighter um, uh, eligibility associated with it because we had a, we had a limited amount of supply from the federal government uh, that has increased, and, and actually as a result of that, we've actually increased eligibility. Um, uh, and uh, and as I indicated earlier this week with uh, and, and Dr. Hinshaw, I think spoke to it as well. Um, if we, you know, we, we get a sense right now, we're working with the federal government to see, you know, it, how uh, secure that supply is on, on a go-forward basis, and, and assuming that it is secure, which which I hope it is, and we're waiting for confirmation of that, uh, then we'll be able to look at changing our process. Uh, we're working on it right now, uh, chatting uh, with the with the doctors and with AHS uh, to make that happen. Because in an ideal world, it would be the individual family doctors um, who could actually make, you know, after the testing's done, uh, make the prescription, uh, and then they go right to the pharmacy to be able to do that. Um, we're, we're not quite there yet, but we're working on that, and part of it's going to be dependent on uh, secure supply. Thank you very much. Operator, can you put through our next caller? Lisa Johnson, Edmonton Journal. Hi, thanks for taking my question. This is for the Minister. Um, the NDP has expressed a lot of skepticism or I mean, even hostility towards this surgical initiative plan. What is Alberta Health including in these new finalized contracts with private providers to guarantee 
taxpayers will be left on the hook with an inordinate, inordinate cost should these contracts be cancelled by an incoming NDP government. Yeah, so I, I appreciate um, I appreciate the question. The in terms of the you know I I, I can you know in terms of remark it's it's curious as to why the NDP is taking such um, has such a large problem with this approach. Quite frankly, because fifteen percent of uh, of surgeries under uh, under the NDP were done in chartered surgical facilities, um, and the the reality is 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 this is a uh, um, you know, this has been applied in Alberta, and as as Dr. Lecky already mentioned, um, you know, charter surgical facilities, uh, especially for these types of procedures, have been used and actually have proved very successful, particularly through and I and I, I announced uh, some of the the metrics today in terms of getting our wait times down during during the pandemic. So this is a, uh, a success story. This is a model um, that is uh, that is working. Now we are entering into uh, long term contracts with uh, the service providers, just like we had contracts with service providers uh, under the un, uh, um, under previous governments. Uh, and so we will, um, you know, these, these contracts have provisions in there that we will provide volumes, um, a minimum volumes for the service providers, uh, and they need to be able to provide that service. Thank you, Lisa. Do you have a follow-up? Uh, sure. I'm still not really clear what protections there are for taxpayers should these contracts be cancelled or, or how long these contracts um, are set to last. But I'm wondering if, if some of the Vision Group Canada representatives might also be able to speak to this. What were you looking for in these contracts to ensure your investments, your investments in hiring or facilities? Should there be a change in government in the next election? And, and what did you achieve in these finalized contracts to address that? So I'll start off, and then I'll maybe ask Dr. Belanger to talk more specifically about the uh, about the contracts. But again, these are, are longer-term contracts. Um, provide uh, minimum volumes. Uh, so we're talking, for example, uh, in in Calgary, fifteen thousand uh, um, cataract surgeries plus an additional uh, five thousand other surgeries. Um, the there is a. Uh, you know, cost savings for the Alberta taxpayer uh, while maintaining the same uh, the same high high standards. Uh, now, I'm, I am uh, well, Miss, uh, Dr. Belanger will speak more concerning the uh, uh, other items of the contract, but I'm but I'm quite you know hopeful that you know should there be another government that that, that comes in uh, that they'll honor the contracts because it's quite frankly it's in the best interest of our our publicly funded system and it's it's in the uh, in the best interest of Albertans. It provides greater access. To, uh, to surgeries to get our wait times down, and it sets at a lower cost, and it, and it frees up uh, uh, space within our hospital system to to do more complex surgeries. Because, as we said before, we you know we need to increase our capacities of surgeries. The wait times are far too long, uh, and this is about investing both in our charter surgical facilities and our public health facilities to be able to live up to that promise to Albertans. But with that, I'll ask Dr. Belanger to to say a few more detailed words in regards to the the uh, contract provisions. I think as the minister has mentioned, AHS actually has quite a bit of experience with contracted surgical facilities. We've been doing this for a number of years. And so I think, you know, it is publicly uh, funded and privately delivered through a contract to AHS. So through a contracting, we ensure that the highest quality is maintained. Therefore, there's rigorous 
uh, uh, reporting that is required. Every physician, every surgeon that works in the chartered surgical facilities has to be appointed and privileged uh, within our de- clinical departments within AHS, which means that they have to abide by the safety standards, the quality standards of that clinical department. They have to be able to manage the complications of their patients and be able to cover uh, the acute care system that we have in our facilities. So I think that's central in terms of how we manage the quality uh, in terms of the contract care provisions. Clearly, in terms of how we proceeded with the, uh, the procurement is really leveraging uh, volume so that we could get better price, uh, but we ensure through a contracting, again, uh, that uh, we maintain the highest quality and safety, the same as we do for every patient that's go through AHS. And, you know, through our, our, our experience that we've had with chartered surgical facilities, in particular with ophthalmology here in Calgary, we actually have a, 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 a over over 10-year history uh, of, of a very successful uh, a management of, of cataract procedures and very safely uh, and high quality for a patient with really optimal patient experience. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Belanger. Operator, can you let through our next caller, please? Brittany Gervais, St. Albert Gazette. Brittany, you're Hi, thanks for uh, taking my question. Go ahead, Brittany. This is for the health minister. Um, at the beginning of March, I believe Alberta had about 76,350 people on the wait list for surgeries and other procedures. I just wondering how many people are currently on the wait list now. Thanks for the question. Uh, as of uh, mid-April, uh, the wait list is at uh, 73,200. Brittany, do you have a follow-up? Hi, yes, thank you. Um, so I just wanted also to see if we could get an update. I think last month the province said that um, they were expecting to get around $200 million from the federal government to address procedures and surgeries put on hold. Uh, wondering if the province has received that yet, and if um, you can detail the plan as to how the government's going to use that money. Yeah, so I'll have to double-check whether we've actually received that or not yet, and we can get back to you on that. Um, we had uh, allocated um, $750 million dollars uh, in contingency funding to actually catch up on the backlog, um, so that 200, 200 million dollars uh, will will go towards you know towards that seven hundred and fifty. Um, but the, the the you know and part of the initiative, and this is the the Alberta Surgical Initiative, uh, and is all about is focused on catch up uh, and then also getting wait times down. So uh, that two hundred dollars plus the seven hundred and fifty that we've earmarked for both dealing with um, backlog and. Uh, and, uh, and future uh, COVID challenges and costs uh, will be going towards that this year. Thank you very much. Operator, can you let through our next caller, please? Radio Canada. Hi, thanks for taking my question. It's for uh, the minister. Uh, last year, Minister Shandro set a goal of completing 345,000 surgeries province-wide during this fiscal year, or last fiscal year. So where are we at concerning this goal? Did we reach it, and how far away are we? So uh, the, I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask, ask Dr. Belanger if he has the exact numbers uh, in regards to that goal. Um, I do know that you know we were impacted uh, significantly by the fourth wave. Um, we, we were, you know, given the impact that that had, particularly on our ICUs, we had to shift resources. Uh, a lot of those resources were dedicated towards. Um, 
uh, you know, surgical recovery uh, and performing surgeries. So we, we dropped to, you know, in some, in, during some weeks, uh, just over 50% of normal surgical capacity, and our and our wait list uh, our wait list grew. Uh, now, as uh, and we hit uh, it peaked at about 81,600 uh, after Delta, and just by frame of reference, uh, pre-COVID is sitting at 68,000, which don't get me wrong is still far too high. Uh, but we peaked at 81,000. Now we're down to 73,200, uh, and we're sitting at right now, even though we are you know managing through. Uh, the current uh, BA2 wave, uh, we're still sitting uh, you know, well over 90% of our normal surgical capacity. Uh, but Dr. Melanger, I'll ask if he has the, uh, the, uh, the detailed numbers, but I can tell you, you know, we, we are focused on getting the numbers up uh, and through this initiative getting caught up on the backlog. Dr. Belanger? So just in terms of the, first of all, the volume of surgeries that, you know, we accomplished pre-pandemic and, and the baseline that we use is 1819 is the 291,000 surgeries. And through the pandemic, obviously, we've had challenges in doing that. The, the accumulated uh, total uh, 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 backlog is around 55,000, approximately 55,000. And we've uh, actually performed uh, a large portion of those surgeries back. Uh, uh, so we've performed over 26,000 surgeries. Our backlog uh, from wave, particularly from wave four and five, is approximately 32,000. All of those surgeries have been rebooked, uh, or most of those surgeries have been rebooked. Uh, and therefore, this year, uh, obviously, we've, we, because of the pandemic, we are planning to do, or in 21-22, our total volume is 276 thousand surgeries and we're planning a large increase over the next year uh, partly through our contracted surgical facilities to 335 to 345,000 surgeries over the next year. But that's our plan so that we can catch up further and move into the Alberta Surgical Initiative. So a large part of the next year will be focused on recovery. We'll be working with uh, Mr. Seagrave to try to accelerate the process in the department to do that uh, so that we can attain our goal and meet uh, the targets of uh, clinically appropriate targets. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Belanger. Myrna, Myrna do you have a follow-up question? I do. Uh, I'm sorry if I, if I missed it in what Dr. Belanger said, but I didn't hear the number, like, net number of surgeries performed in the last fiscal year, 21-22. And so, it, it, sorry if I missed it, but my follow-up would actually be about the eye surgery specifically, because even if wait time for cataract surgery province-wide has been reduced, in the north zone in the last year, it went from nine weeks to 33 weeks, and other kinds of eye surgeries have also seen increases in wait time during the last year. And this is despite the fact that more surgeries have been performed by chartered facilities than, than they have before. So to the minister, um, can you explain that and why you still think that chartered facilities will help accelerate it in the long term? Yeah, so maybe I can, I can, I can take that on. The total, num total number of you know, uh, ophthalmological procedures is around 42,000. So, you know, approximately 
uh, uh, 30,000 would be done in chartered surgical facilities, which are cataract procedures, 5,000 in non-cataract procedures that would be performed, and then there's an additional 7,000 that are, are performed in, in AHS because of the complexity of the patients and, and, and some of the areas uh, in, 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 in rural Alberta. So that's what you're looking at in terms of the volume. We've made significant improvements in wait times because there's been increase in volumes over the past uh, year, uh, and because we've actually, as uh, as mentioned in 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 my uh, uh, in, in in my introduction, um, in that we've actually looked at the way that we uh, we've uh, looked at our wait lists and we've looked at how people are prioritized in the wait list, and we've also uh, uh, looked at the allocation process in terms of how the surgeries are located so that they actually located to the surgeons with the shorter wait list. So that had made significant improvement in that wait list in Alberta. You know, again, our commitment on, on a cataracts is to meet those clinical appropriate targets as soon as we can, uh, and we anticipate that we'll be able to do that in 2023, and that's our goal in terms of the cataract procedures. 40, uh, last year, I have to get back exact, in terms of the exact total number for last year. Of all surgeries last year, uh, so in 21-22, the total number of surgeries approximately 276,000 surgeries. Thank you. Okay, thank you. We have time for one more question. Operator, will you let through our final caller? Sarah Comedina, Global News. Hi, thank you for taking my question. Uh, this is for the minister. Um, I know you mentioned uh, you're not sure if you received the federal funding yet, but when that does happen, I'm wondering uh, what are the plans to use that money for? Yeah, so, yeah, so so we'll 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 use that funding um, uh, for um, you know through a uh, through AHS to be able to perform the, the in our. Uh, our SOMB, because you know, when we look at surgeries, it goes through both part of those budgets to actually catch up on surgeries, right? So our, our objective here, uh, as uh, as indicated by uh, Dr. Belanger, is is to catch up on the uh, on surgeries um, and then and start working down the, the the wait list times. As indicated already, we you know we are not going to you know our, our objective initially when we came into uh, to office what was to to be able to get bring all wait times within within clinically regulated times um, by the end of uh, uh, you know, by the end of this uh, government fiscal year, by the spring of next year, um, we're not going to get there. You know, COVID has impacted our ability to do that, uh, but we are going to make some meaningful progress on that. Um, you know, uh, as Dr. Belanger indicated, um, we're ramping up um, uh, capacity um, through the, char the ASI and, and leveraging charter surgical facilities, which also uh, expands capacity to be able to perform more surgeries within our, our hospitals. Uh, and then uh, Mr. Seagrave, you know, one of his uh, uh, key deliverables is going to be, okay, how do we actually uh, uh, speed that up even more? And the $200 million, uh, will be going against the, uh, the backlog. And, um, and we also, as I previously indicated, uh, have earmarked in the budget $750 million to deal with the backlog as well as um, uh, contingency fund for whatever uh, this fiscal year COVID might bring. Thank you, Sarah. Do you have a follow-up? Yes, I do. Um, so when it comes to, so when we were talking to the NDP earlier, uh, they mentioned uh, ways instead of going to charter facilities is maybe looking at recruitment. I'm just wondering um, if there are, like what your thoughts on that is and if there are any plans to look at recruiting more physicians and surgeons uh, to come to the province to help with this backlog or if that would work. 
Yeah, so I don't know the, the exact uh, suggestions made by the New Democrats, so I can't speak specifically to that. I, I can tell you that we, we fully recognize that there are um, challenges in regards to um, healthcare professionals, particularly in rural Alberta. You know, as part of our, our, our budget, you know, we're dedicating $90 million um, to be able to support um, at both retain and then also attract uh, through various training programs, uh, local locum programs, a, a reside program, uh, physicians in, uh, in in rural Alberta. Uh, we're also you know, in conversations with my, my colleague, the Minister of Advanced Education, uh, in regards to how do we you know uh, focus on our our own programs within uh, with our fantastic post secondary institutions, you know our medical schools at U of A, U of C, uh, to be able to um, graduate. Um, more doctors and get them into rural Alberta in the areas where they need them, anesthesiology and, 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 and family physicians are, are two of the big areas. And then also working with my, my colleague, the uh, Minister of Labour and Immigration, uh, in regards to welcoming uh, more physicians, uh, foreign trained physicians, and then working with the CF CPSA to actually you know accredit them faster and, and, stream, and further streamline that process to get them working here. So all of that is on the table. Um, and uh, we, we are going to be focused on, uh, you know, we put money behind that and we're going to be focused on attracting and retaining not only doctors but other healthcare professionals, professionals to be able to deliver services that Albertan need, Albertans need, particularly in rural Alberta. Thank you very much, Minister Copping. Thank you to our participants today. That concludes our press conference. Thanks, everyone. Have a great day.